Well, you spend about a third of your life doing it. No, it's not waiting for Facebook to download. We'll find out in just a moment when we're joined by Peter Mullen and Philip Rankin for Health and Wellbeing. Thanks to our sponsor, Mullen Natural Health Centres. As we say, welcome to Afternoons and Health and Wellbeing, Philip Rankin and Peter Mullen. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, Peter. And uh, a third of our life, a third of our life and, and what is the impact upon our health? Well, it's, it's interesting. Like the old, the old question is like, well, obviously sleep, sleep is critical. You know, it's the time when the body really repairs and detoxes, um, fights cancer, grows. So a lot of things happen when we're actually asleep. And um, it's something that I would commonly see in practice is people having difficulties with their sleep, either trouble getting off to sleep or getting off to sleep okay and then waking up during the night. Not prepared. We quite often think it's a... It's sometimes so much going on in life, so much uh, things happening and racing. When we, we lie down to bed, we just think we're going to get a good night's rest and wake up in the morning, hit the ground running, but it doesn't happen that way. No, and there's um, there's quite a bit of um, research coming out about the detrimental effects of not getting enough sleep. Um, as we said, it plays overall a crucial role in overall health and well-being. Uh, without enough sleep, your body can go into a pre-diabetic state. So increases your risk of things like developing diabetes. There was a lady, um, I wrote a book quite a while back, and she was saying that less than six hours of sleep a night, this she was an American author, less than six hours sleep a night, she thought was why cancer was on such the increase in, um, mm-hmm. in America. Mm. So that sleep deprivation really can have quite deleterious health, so today, health effects. Right, and, and today we're going to... Go a little bit deeper into sleep, if you like. No pun intended here. We won't fall asleep. But um, there's one. There's a difference between closing your eyes, lying down at, at uh, whatever, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, and getting good rest. Yeah, absolutely. Like the way the, way the body works, like the old, what, what's the old saying, Meryl? Like the... Eight hours to work, eight hours to play, and eight hours to sleep. Oh, sorry, is that not the one? No, that that will do for That'll starters. Do. That's 24, that yes, that, that works. That, that was roughly how it was first estimated about how much sleep it was to do with the the advent of the industrial age, I think, and let's split the 24-hour day up. But how, how many hours sleep a night do you two think would be ideal? Uh, on the weekend or weekday? Um, no, I think, look, eight hours would be great. I, I'm literally on five. If I get eight hours sleep and uh, there's, it's, life's great. I'm, so. s- I'm scary. I'm one of these people that oscillates anywhere between three hours and six, seven, eight is just magnificent if I can get it. And, mm. and I do like to, but I'm one of those three o'clock in the morning. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. And then I'll drift back off if I stay in the bed at about five and I feel like someone's hit me with a sledgehammer at six when I need to get out of the bed. So I probably need some help actually. You do. You actually do need some help because it is it is estimated that eight hours is the minimum. Probably between seven to nine would be ideal. Okay. And um, interestingly, you know, our body works on that the, a 24-hour cycle. Like So this is, this is a, a theory based on the Chinese body clock that over a 24-hour period, the set jobs that different organs or systems in your body 
are designed to undergo or do at those times. So when you talk about 1 to 3 a.m. in the morning, that would indicate to me that possibly your liver's under stress. Yeah, well, I feel like I could do with a drink when I lay there awake for hours on end. <laughs> really do. Uh, uh, water, Mel, water. <laughs> yeah, sure. Some days I'm thinking maybe if I do have a double scotch, I'll get back off to sleep. Uh, we'll find out more about this Chinese body clock in just a moment, shall we, guys? We'll take a, we'll take a little nap and then come back and yeah. have a rest. Put your feet up. And today we are talking about sleep. In fact, how little sleep we get as we get older, I think. But what is the perfect amount? Out of sleep? Well, I would say between seven to nine hours. But um, the old saying that I really like is that it's the hours before midnight that count. Mm. So definitely getting to bed around 9.30, getting to sleep by 10, probably that would be ideal, and then sleeping for eight hours consistently after that. What's really interesting, Peter, is what goes on when we sleep in, in those hours is the, the process of the body What's actually happening? Mel's up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Why? We've already discussed that Mel's liver is probably not the... Yeah. Needs a bit of help. So so (laughs) going to bed before midnight, what happens during the night? And and therefore, if we're not getting the right amount of sleep, what actually are we missing out on? Well, the... the, uh, Look, basically, it's everything. Like, basically, when you go to sleep, you should go into about six deep cycles of regenerative sleep where it's deeper, 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 lighter, 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 deeper, 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 deeper. What happens for a lot of people, or what people don't realise, is that what you get up to during the day, your level of stress, your level of cortisol production, really determines, number one, your cortisol levels have to drop significantly over night time to allow your brain to start to produce melatonin. If you're a bit of a rev head or you've had a big day, like a lot, often patients will say to me, you know, I had such a big day and then I couldn't sleep. She said, this lady particularly said, you know, I was exhausted, but I couldn't get to sleep. And I said, it's because you had too much cortisol and, and stress hormone going in your system. So the cortisol should drop down. That allows your brain then to produce melatonin. should put you into these lovely cycles of sleep. But if you don't, if your cortisol doesn't shut off and you go to sleep, when you come up to one of these lighter patches with your sleep, if you hear a dog bark three blocks over, you'll wake up. Mm, okay. And if you wake up, then the next sleep cycle might not start for an hour and a half. You'll be awake for an hour. You'll be awake for an hour and a half before you then, you know, get the opportunity to go into the next cycle. If you miss that one, you're awake for three hours, and then inevitably, what happens? People fall asleep at five o'clock. They end up in one of these deep cycles, and then they feel like someone's jumped on their head when the alarm goes oh, off. So you're really behind the eight ball all through the night. Absolutely. And progressively so it's what, getting worse. Yeah. So you've got to work on your sleep. The best way to best place or best way to work on improving your sleep patterns is look at what you're doing during during the day. So things like, you know, we'll talk about that after the next break. So cortisol is our stress hormone. It's the one that wakes us up in the morning, should be highest in the morning, down at lunchtime, right down at tea, and then right down before bed to allow the melatonin to be starting to be produced. And if someone's um, adrenally fatigued, if they're stressed out, that often stuffs up that whole cortisol cycle. Mm. So it's the problems with the cortisol cycle during the day often determines then what the quality of sleep is going to be over night time. Great. And and what you've described then is some of my teenage children. I mean, even if there's a lack of, um, if you like, nutrition through the day and they're high on sugar and dehydrated, how can they rest? Yeah, that's true. And a lot of kids get in. And with um, one of the signs we look for with iridology, like one of the constitutional types, is called an anxiety titanic type. Mm. And I'm an AT, and us ATs are notorious for staying up too late. Mm-hmm. We get second wind of a night time, mm-hmm. and then we go to bed way too late, 
the house is quiet, you know, you can do what you want. Wake up in the morning and feel like death and say, oh, I'm so going to bed early tonight. But then come night time again, it's like you get second wind again and it's it's all, all, all over and done with. It's health and well-being. Thanks all round and sleep all round. So let's go to how can we improve our sleep. Regular regular sleep routine. Go to bed, wake up at the same time. I'm a big fan for avoiding avoiding electrical devices like computers, mobile phones after 7 o'clock of the night time. The the light from the computers and the electrical devices really um, impacts upon your melatonin production. Mm. So with all the kids we see that have trouble sleeping, I tell their mums, no, nothing electrical after after dinner. Uh, ensure your room is as dark as possible. Avoid exercising or eating a big meal before bed. Exercising during the day to decrease stress and expend energy. So exercise again. Exercise through the day, critical to have good quality sleep of a night time. Avoiding caffeine. Do you guys drink much coffee? Not of a night, no. I, I don't really drink coffee after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Otherwise, I find that I'm just like pinging off the walls all From night. From 3 o'clock. It's amazing. Yeah, that's my cutoff. Half-life. Half-life of caffeine is about six hours. So if that you have a cup sense. of coffee... Six hours later, you'll still have half that amount of caffeine in your bloodstream. So I always tell people no coffee after midday okay, because otherwise right. you've still got – if you have a couple in the morning, you'll still have the equivalent at least one cup of coffee floating around your system still All right, then. You know, when you're trying to go to sleep. Uh, guys, I think we might have one last caller quickly okay, on the phone sure. that we might try and help. Kerry, are you there? Hello? No, not there. So uh, She hopefully hasn't fallen asleep. No, we'll okay. bat on anyhow. Okay. Uh, avoiding alcohol for at least four hours before bed. Um, particularly if you're in that pattern of waking up 1 to 3 a.m., um, because, again, it's, your liver's going to be working harder. Uh, having a small protein snack sometimes before bed, having protein helps to stabilise. Another reason why I've, I've found some people have sleep issues if if their blood sugar's all over the shop. If their blood sugar levels are dropping while, of a night time while they're asleep, often that will wake you up as well. So having a protein snack like um, some yoghurt or some cheese and crackers or... Um, even a bit of chicken, okay. something like that before you do go to bed. The protein stabilizes things. Herbal medicine, of course, is awesome for sleep patterns and magnesium as well. Yeah, great. Um, Jeremy reminded us uh, too, Peter, that just what you mentioned then is looking at your food source, looking, look, getting some support around what to eat when. Yeah, what um, to eat when yeah. and when, when. It's a really, really important factor. You know, we see so many people on shift work and then we don't, it's not, um, important enough to give up the job if they change their diet, nutrition, hydration with good support and advice, uh, their life's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. We might do a, a talk on shift workers down the track because it is a yeah. common phenomenon these days, isn't it? How to how to best look after your body when you are a shift worker. Yeah, and some real planning to do round behind that. Right, to do it successfully, yeah, definitely, it can be still done. Uh, indeed, most people, in fact, who work here in our region uh, work in the health system, which is a big shift work mm. region, yeah, and also mining. the mining uh, yeah. industries as well. Let's Philip do Rankin, that. We'll do that, Peter. Peter Mullen, thank you. Thank you so much. It's health and wellbeing. We do it every Tuesday for our sponsor, Mullen Natural Health Centres.